It's Thursday, September 8th, 2022. Today in the headlines, crazy Hollywood females promulgate the left smear campaign against the Republican Party as D-list comedian Kathy Griffin says voting for the GOP is a vote for civil war. And Weinstein sleazebag Jennifer Lawrence says she has nightmares about Tucker Carlson and not Harvey Weinstein. And Liz Truss will apply the coup de grace to the once powerful Britain by mismanaging the looming energy and economic crisis to help collapse the West. We'll be talking about these stories and more coming up right now. So breaking news right now, the Queen of England is under supervision, medical supervision at Balmoral Castle in Scotland. So uh, the Queen of England is on her deathbed. And realistically, this means that Prince Charles will become King of England. So this vampiric douchebag is going to lead what was once one of the most powerful nations in the world. So a quote here is following further evaluation this morning, the Queen's doctors are concerned about Her Majesty's health and have recommended she may remain under medical supervision. Um, this just means death watch. Uh, she's on her deathbed and everybody's uh, gonna stand around and wait for her to die. There is gonna be a big media hullabaloo, obviously about her death, and then we're gonna have to live through the nauseating coronation of the vampire Prince Charles. But back to the real news, Kathy Griffin, this uh, D-list comedian, was blasted for warning those who don't want civil war to vote for Democrats. The comedian also suggested those who do want civil war should vote for Republicans in the midterm elections. Um, and it goes on and on and on. What she says, her quote was, if you don't want civil war, and this is from Twitter, if you don't want civil war, vote for Democrats in November. If you do want civil war, vote Republican. And she is just fronting the ongoing smear campaign against Republicans, which started obviously in the media, it started with the DNC and with Ron Klain and Hillary Clinton and Wasserman Schultz. But here from Business Insider, FBI search of Mar-a-Lago reignites conservative calls for civil war in the U.S. And the quote from this article here by Camilla DeChalice, she quotes, an attack on Trump is an attack on the true American patriotism. One Twitter user wrote on Civil War uh, on Tuesday, Civil War will end up being Biden's government versus American patriots. Another Trump supporter tweeted, I mean, and you're quoting people tweeting, uh, just random Trump supporters who don't have any role in the GOP, in government, or... You know, it's just a random person. 
Another Trump supporter wrote on Tuesday, why would FBI raid Trump's home, but Biden and Clinton's, they never touch. Civil war is coming, folks, and it won't be pretty. These are just random people. They don't even quote the people or the user. They just said, you uh, Twitter user. This is just ridiculous journalism by Camilla DeShalas. So on to Jennifer Loris, uh, this uh, sleazebag who is seen all over Harvey Weinstein and apparently even defended Harvey Weinstein. Jennifer Loris had reoccurring nightmares about Tucker Carlson in the wake of the Supreme Court court overturning Roe versus Wade. This is a article by Rebecca Cohen. There's not much to read here, um, except she says, I'm sorry, I'm just unleashing, but I can't fuck with people who aren't political anymore, she told Vogue. You live in the United States of America. You have to be political. It's too dire. Politics are killing people. Well, let me tell you something. That most of the people that have been murdered um, due to politics have indeed been Republicans. So we're not going to talk about January 6th because the only person that was murdered on January 6th was a Republican. And there have been many other cases of people being targeted for being Trump supporters, etc. I'm not going to even go into the millions of aborted babies if you consider that murder. Jennifer Lawrence is fighting with a Republican family and having nightmares about Tucker Carlson. I'm not, cra- I'm not a crazy liberal. I just think people should drive hybrid cars, she says. Well, I think she's a crazy liberal. I think she's really out of touch. And she's political. She doesn't even understand what politics is. Because you can't demonize one side of the political spectrum. Because, as many of you know or don't know, you can't have something without its existing opposite. That's why balance is so important. So moving on to other news, um, the UK, really Liz Truss, is helping formulate a program to plunge the once great nation of Britannia into literal darkness by mishandling the energy crisis and indeed the economic crisis. So this headline from The Independent, mandatory cuts in electricity use during peak hours. EU reveals energy crisis plan. Well, this isn't really much of a plan at all. It just is that what they're going to do is, and if you haven't heard um, futurists and the Davos group talking about new austerity, they've been talking about this for decades, is plunging the West out of abundance into austerity uh, to, say, uh, to save the planet. So from uh, gov.uk, UK enshrines new target in law to slash emissions by 78% by 2035. Now, if you just look, mandatory cuts in electricity used during peak hours, this isn't a new thing because this from uh, gov.uk is from April 2021, the UK's sixth carbon budget will incorporate the UK's share of international aviation and shipping emissions for the first time to bring the UK more than three quarters of the way to net zero by 2050. So they're already on the way to cutting cheap energy. And by cutting cheap energy, and this is way before Russia, by cutting cheap energy, you're going to plunge the West and really the uh, industrialized world 
into poverty. This is from oilprice.com. UK considers decoupling power from gas prices and biggest reform in decades. And this is from June 13th of this year. So this is surprising. They go on to write, the UK is considering ending the pricing system of British power prices, which are now linked with the natural gas prices in a bid to reduce energy bills for millions of households. Well, this hasn't been working. This hasn't been working at all. And all they're doing is fudging around with a, the normal supply and demand pricing system. It's really just a, kind of a sleight of hand trick. But those of us who are hip to the trick understand what the consequences are. And the consequences here are start, stated by Reuters, analysts sterling returns to the 1980s and it may get cheaper still, which means the value of the sterling pound is decreasing. And that's not good for people that live in the UK. Sterling slide against the dollar to a rate last seen in 1985 has sparked talk of dramatic spiral downwards that ends in a collapse in confidence in British assets and a balance of crisis payments. This is like I just said, this economic crisis that's going to end in a collapse. And this is a managed collapse. And if people haven't been reading the news, which they should, not to be too prescient here, is that they're managing a collapse of the West. COVID, all these other things, are part of a fourth generational warfare uh, directed at particularly the people in the West, but people of the world, to bring uh, the entire population of the world under a corporate world government, which will come out of the collapse of the West and the rise of China, because not that the people at Davos have a particular affinity for the Chinese, they have just built their model of totalitarianism there that will be exported to other countries under the guise of, we have to do this because of an economic collapse. It's a managed collapse. It'll be a slow collapse because they don't want to completely destroy everything, just the things they target for destruction. Again, the Washington Post, Europe mulls drastic move to control prices as Russia energy war heats up. Again, this is all managed. As you saw, Joe Biden, before the even invasion of Ukraine, he was saying a limited invasion might be okay. Um, this is all a managed, uh, whether uh, all the participants are, are witting or unwitting, um, like in most cases with a giant PSYOP, you have witting participants and you have unwitting participants that you manipulate into doing what you want to do. So the European Commission has asked countries to consider five immediate moves, including a plan to redistribute some energy producers' windfall revenue to businesses and households in a stark contrast to Britain, a, a price cap on Russian pipeline gas and mandatory targets for reducing electricity used during peak hours. This is all coming, and this is a... a re <laughs> A socialist plan, it has right here, re, redistribution, some energy produces windfall to revenue to businesses and households. It's socialist. That's not surprising at all. And moving on um, to Chinese news, uh, China is aggressively reselling Russian gas to Europe and um, Zero Hedge contemplates uh, the fact that um, China is we all know the answer. China has been quietly reselling that evil, tainted Russian LNG to the one place that desperately needs it more than anything, Europe. And of course, it's charging a kidney's worth of markups in the process. So they're just laundering the oil 
and then sending it uh, back to Russia. So the Europeans could say, oh, we're buying Chinese oil. Uh, it's not tainted with the blood of Ukrainians. Realistically, it's just, it's Russian oil. It's a big shell game. And if you're not aware, you're getting fooled. And most people should be aware that um, you're being fooled and you're going to have to uh, pull back the curtain a little bit and see exactly how that's happening because the PSYOP is so sophisticated that it dupes even the most astute intellectuals and the people that, that do this for a living. I mean, that's how you fool the scientists with, um, and you fool law enforcement and you fool the diplomats. Um, so these, these are very sophisticated people. So that's why the plan has to be so sophisticated um, to fool the real intellectuals and then all the knuckleheads, the dupes behind, um, they're going to go for it too because they go, look at these smart people are, are, are understanding it as such. So the last article here is from the New York Times, how China has added its influence over the iPhone. Apple is taking small steps towards India, but the production of its latest phone introduced on Wednesday shows how difficult it will to make the big changes. Um, most people know, or if you don't know, the elites of the West, of the world, the global elites, figured out a long time ago, um, really in the 1970s, that they're going to move manufacturing to China because it's basically slave labor. And as uh, economic elites have done, even with the Soviet Union, they realize that it's a controlled market and so they can keep production costs low. So of course, under a totalitarian regime, they're gonna move all their production there for, for, for simple, simple reasons. And so that's, that's not surprising and they want that model for the world because they don't want sovereign individuals deciding how much they're gonna work for. So I'll just read the lead here in this um, article by Trip Mickle. This fall, Apple will make some of its flagship iPhones outside of China for the first time, but a small but significant change for a company that has built one of the most sophisticated supply chains in the world with the help of the Chinese authorities. But the development of the iPhone 14, which was unveiled on Wednesday, shows how complicated it will be to Apple to truly untangle itself from China. It won't. They only started these steps after Trump took office and, and started to uh, unravel the trade deals that, were, uh, that the U.S. had with China. And everybody was banking on the TPP because once China joined that, it would streamline everything and it really would suck all the manufacturing out of not just the United States, but the West in general. So that's it for me today. Bruce Revelation. I'm not gonna be here tomorrow, uh, a personal emergency. Unfortunately, uh, my sister-in-law is no longer with us and a surprise to me. Um, everybody knows that deaths are up over 30%. For working age people, 16 to 65. And uh, I've seen a smattering of that around my life. Anecdotal evidence going to two wakes this week. It's unfortunate. All right, so I'm not here tomorrow, Friday. I'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. And don't forget, like, subscribe, leave a comment down below. Follow me on social media, Truth Social.
Get our minds. Facebook and Twitter. See you next week. Thank you.